0: Namaskar and hello and welcome to P Gurus Prime Time. As always, Monday evenings nine p.m. is Ask Abhijit time. And Abhijit has been kind of upset. He doesn't follow cricket, but he followed the aftermath of after what happened in the cricket game India versus Pakistan. And first, we will have some discussion on this match and the tamasha that T uh, Twenty has become. And then we will go on to our questions. So fasten your seat belts and get ready for a cracker of a session abhijit namaskar and welcome to p guru's channel you are it's... muted sir oh can he, oh, can you repeat what you just said yeah
1: yes may the blessings of jesus be on all our followers and may his heavenly kingdom come Well, well, vetri well, abhijit jesus saves <laughs>
0: I'm trying to pull you back to Sanatana Dharma, man. I'm scared. <laughs> if I've lost one ardent Bhakta, what will Lord Muruga say? He'll be very upset. Anyway, yes, so yes. let's 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 jump right into our topic today. So it's not the fact that India lost the game. That was a pathetic performance. And we'll touch upon that in a little bit of time. But what happened afterwards? Um, Abhijit, you've been tweeting away. Tell us what you felt, how you felt. It's after all a game. But it seemed like one one country felt that it had won a war. So, see, I don't know about the pathetic performance because <laughs> I don't know squat about
1: cricket. I have always, um, you know, one of the first things I ever read was by George Bernard Shaw, which said cricket is a game played by 11 fools and watched by 11,000 other fools. And I've internalized that and I've never watched the dumb game. But there is politics in it. Now, if these people had kept politics completely out of it, not said anything about Bangladesh or the Hindus being killed in Kashmir, I would have been totally fine as long as they had not taken the knee. (coughs) But they decide to take the knee. They claim that management told them so. Now, what does it tell you about a management run by your home minister's son, who nobody knew till he became the home minister's son, Suddenly taking over this thing and issuing management decisions to take the knee while Hindus are dying in Bangladesh and in Kashmir. Right. That is my issue with the whole thing. Now they can have lost. I really don't give a damn. Right. Personally I have always said that if uh, uh, cricket disappears from India it will be the best thing to happen to India. Right. So I really don't give a damn what happens to the cricket team. Uh, Too bad. Whatever. But the moment you poke your nose into politics, you then become the subject of political criticism. Full stop. And that is what has happened out here.
0: Now, um, the the other thing was in the post-match conference, uh, there is a Pakistani commentator talking to the Pakistani captain. He made a statement, very regrettable statement. I mean, he should understand. He's on world television right now, and he says, Kufar ko hara diya or something to that that effect. And and, uh, goddammit, that was not in Islam. Somebody inserted it. Why can't even the stupid moderates understand that that's what is my beef uh, in this, Abhijit? No, no, but tell me who's taken it
1: up. See, first when he said uh, Kufar to toot gaya. uh, Now Kufar is the Arabic for Kafir. Kafir is not the uh, uh, Arabic word. It's Kufar. Okay, now Kufar to toot gaya. Now everything, anybody who understands a basic X, Y, Z of Arabic knows that it is the consonants that get manipulated with vowels to produce new words. Hamd, Muhammad, Alhamd, etc. They are all variations of the H, M, D. You add vowels, you supply vowels here and there to manipulate the meaning of the word. The root remains the same, K, F, R. Now they are claiming that KFR meant to break the jinx. That doesn't matter. The root of Kufr still comes from Kafir. Okay, it's the same root word. Like, for example, the N word comes from the Portuguese word for black. So you use it in the original Portuguese or you use it in the white derivative. All of them are not tolerable. Okay, this was said now, apparently, it's part of some poem by some whatever, whatever, uh, some Hindu-Urdu poet, apparently. It doesn't matter. What is the context and the root of it? Are you going to, in this day and age, are you going to up to a Jew and calling him a kike? Are you going to a black person and saying the N-word? The fact that it was even allowed, and look at the shamelessness of the right wing, They've kept absolutely quiet about it. Nobody wants to cover it. Why? Because it's a beloved uh, uh, jayshah running the show. Then everybody's screaming about some chap called uh, Shami Kabab or something like that. What? Uh, Mohammed Shami. Kabab or Shami Kabab? Same Mo- thing. Mohammed Shami. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. So Shami Kebab being abused. Now on my entire thing, I only saw abuses at Virat Kohli. I'm yet to see anything about Shami Kebab. So, I don't know what the hell is happening. But, you know, this is some uh, problematic thing that when your own right wing is involved in this and controlling the institution, you won't ask for any uh, 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 respect, uh, uh, any kind of sensitivity or anything. The same way the right wing doesn't demand the same standards of Modi to uh, condole the death of Hindus in Bangladesh or Kashmir, but he condoles
0: the broken nose of Shabana Azmi. Well, it has not stopped uh, India being listed in this Islamophobia list that uh, a certain Ilhan Omar is drafting right now and, and there are enough uh, uh, poodles to support her cause in the Congress and then this is going to start doing its uh, movements around the Congress at different topics. So let's get back to this particular topic. Um, the way I see it, Abhijit, was that India had a horrid team selection and that, in my opinion, set the stage for failure because there were three players two of them undercooked uh, for the for the big game and and it showed on the game and there was one spin selection which is again boggling mind boggling so when you have three out of 11 uh, not the best selection choices then you are going to expect a result that is not going to go your way however the most intriguing thing as far as i am concerned abhijit is Prior to the game, nobody gave Pakistan a chance. Every write-up was, oh, it's, it's going to be a, a cakewalk for India without them looking at what kind of uh, arsenal that Pakistan had and, and what did India have. So the the thing is when you build up that it is going to be an easy one-way victory, guess what it does? It sets up the stage for manipulating or betting if you bet against it, if you know particularly that you are going to lose the match. So this was one of those things and I'm saying it in in this thing that I feel that this was some people who wanted to make money off of this game. Remember the Champions Trophy final in 2017, same thing happened. So India, Pakistan is almost always a, a ripe breeding ground for you know fixing matches. I'm not saying where it got fixed. I have no idea it has to be looked at in more detail but the point is that when you have three poor selection playing in the playing 11 when I mean, that itself is is very questionable anyway look let's again you you're,
1: you're talking greek and latin to me i understand greek and latin just fine i don't understand what you just said uh i know you were talking but for me the last uh 3 minutes where you were talking all i could hear was wow yeah yeah wow Th- that is my extent of knowledge. I, uh, that, that's okay, Abhijit. Yeah, the viewers I mean, are but reading it. this yeah. is really Go important. This is this is the caliber of the right wing holding their own to account. Let me read this out. The one pathetic weak piece from Op India. India-Pakistan match started with taking the knee, ending with Kufar toot gaya, the link and embedded irony by nupur J. Sharma. Now, Noopur can't write to save her life. But I want to come to the relevant part of this thing. Criticize everyone except the BCCI. Why? Because the BCCI has Jai Shah as its president or whatever. He's the deputy president. What? Sarav Ganguly is the Secretary, president. Secretary. Secretary. Yeah. Whatever. Same thing. We all know who controls what. The only line out here regarding the BCCI, they're too scared to even mention BCCI. The Indian cricket team and its management That blindly followed woke politics of the West and took the knee against racism in the USA while losing a match to Pakistan were oblivious to the staggering irony of these two events put together. Them kneeling and the Pakistani commentator saying Kufar toot gaya. I have seen brown nosers and public toilet cleaners with more integrity than this crap. This is a right-wing guardian. I say, I say, watch this. This is what is written out
0: here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. I see it. Yeah. Huh.
1: So th- this is the kind of absolutely sold out trash that you have. And if this is what Hindus are counting on to save them, then best of luck to you.
0: <laughs> well, we'll have to see how this... Uh, tournament progresses. But let's move on to uh, our questions. Is there anything else you'd like to add to that? Because there is this uh, dunce of a minister of Pakistan who says that this victory is the victory See, of I Islam. do
1: care about Pakistan. <laughs> Screw the Pakistanis. Why is the so-called Indian right-wing so scared to take on Jai Shah? As
0: Why? I don't know. Has apologized
1: for what happened? <laughs> yes. Have they?
0: No, I don't think so. I no, don't think they so. haven't even made yeah. a statement. <laughs> all I can tell you is I am basically amused. I'm seeing a lot of garbage thrown at me saying that you know you're always looking at a conspiracy blah blah blah. You know if there is conspiracy trust me you know it, this doesn't smell right. That's all I can tell you whether it happened or not we don't know. We'll just move I do really
1: think it was quite right because the Indian team, from the looks of it, are a bunch of losers. So it doesn't really matter. See, the problem is when you have uh, jackasses who are more interested in give you giving you lessons about uh, uh Diwali, diwali
0: celebrate karunga.
1: You've
0: gotta understand that not everybody is as evolved as you are, Rabij.
1: That that doesn't matter. That monkey doesn't, monkey face doesn't get to tell me what, how I celebrate Diwali. And then take the knee, all kinds of woke trash. I'm meant to endure all this crap. And then I have to take their political messages as well. Oh, well. Third rate people, complete third rate people.
0: Uh, First question for today. Uh, This is from last week. We are trying to catch up because uh, we didn't uh, get to all the questions last week. Kunal Joshi wants to know, how good is Akash missile? Are we buying enough batteries of it? Is Agni LR, as? just just one question. How good is Akash missile?
1: Akash missile is obsolete even before it came into uh, service. If you've had it in development for 30, 40 years and it comes on now, then you clearly know that something's not right about it. Uh, can they come up with an Akash 2 and fix all the problems? Yes. I don't know why they didn't just take the Barak uh, LR and make it a land-based system, the uh, naval system which we co-developed with the Israelis. Even the co-development had issues, incidentally. So we never co-developed it. We just bought the system. We're pretending we co-developed it. uh. uh I I don't know why you need 15 different kinds of systems. You'll have the spider, then you want to buy the uh, surface-based AMRAM from the Americans. Then you want one naval missile, you want one short-range missile, you want a naval short-range missile, you want a land-based short-range missile, you want a uh, 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 barak for your sea, you want Akash for the land. Only in India would you have 15, 20 different kinds of missile programs running simultaneously with an inability to deliver on a single one. What was the second part? The Agni program, on the other hand, is one of the better. Okay, so let's be clear. All the ballistic missile programs since Vajpayee took over in 19... Basically, he corrected course in 1998 when it was brought directly under the Prime Minister's office uh, in the sense that it was given systematic attention. All those ballistic missile programs are absolutely robust, be it the naval ballistic missile program or the land-based ballistic missile program. The Prithvi, for example, was, you know, too big for its short range. They fixed that. They corrected that. The new versions of the Prithvi, they're small, they're good range, they're highly mobile, uh, excellent. The Agni is similarly like that. It is now an extremely usable missile. It's rail-portable, it's land-portable. It's a very, very good
0: missile. And, and for those of you who may not know this, Agni Prithvi, all these were conceived under uh, Dr. APJ Abdul Kalam when he was the director of DRDL in Hyderabad. Uh, this is about late 80s and, and, and so on, maybe 80s, uh, mid 80s or so. Very, very late significant 80s. time. Yeah, that they, they did all these things. And because I want to understand that we are very, very centered in terms of you know, we will give credit where credit is due. I think it is very poor on part of people to go after Mohammed Shami. He had a bad day at work, but other than that, but I
1: never see people go after Mohamed Shami. Who went after
0: him? Oh no, no, there, there are there are some trolls that are going out. Uh, I've seen some, and it's not good. I mean, look, the guy is trying to do his job. He didn't have a good day at office, yes, but that that doesn't take away the fact that you know we support every Indian player hundred percent. It should never be. Uh, it should be. A, there should never be a doubt about that. Mohantesh Hosmat wants to know, can you please do a detailed analysis on how Japan and South Korea keep their culture thriving and keep Western and Abrahamic influences at bay, politically they and socially? Actually. They don't, actually. Mm. Uh,
1: Korea is now a Christian majority country. Uh, the last six, seven presidents have continuously been uh, a Christian. Uh, you You look at uh, (laughs) uh, 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 Japan, where is the Shinto culture really left in Japan? It's completely become an aping of Western culture in every sense of the word. So where have they retained their own culture? I'm yet to see this. South Korea, where have they retained their own culture? They've retained their language? Sure. Uh, uh, Just like Rome, uh, uh, Rome retained Latin, which evolved into Italian. That doesn't say that they kept out Christianity. No. So no, they have not retained their own culture. They've done a pretty bad job of retaining their own culture.
0: Uh, Next question from uh, Samarth: The NCB did not arrest 1200 others on the Rave Ship Party. Rave Party itself is illegal. Do you think the NCB is being controlled by center to target stars and their families? If so, why? I don't know. Uh, I
1: honestly don't know. I I, I would say this, uh, you know, if they're going after Shah Rukh Khan, tell me why would they go after Shah Rukh Khan? He's not like Amir Khan who has made some statements at some time against Modi or uh, Javed Akhtar or uh, Farhan Akhtar or anything like that. So why go after Shah Rukh Khan when Shah Rukh Khan has been perfectly compliant throughout? So, you know, Good it question. just doesn't make sense. This whole yeah. conspiracy thing just doesn't make sense.
0: Levi Ackerman wants to know, how we became friends with Britishers but not with Pakistan as both are barbaric and Abrahamic and the British looted and colonized us? Who told you the Brits are barbaric? He is making a claim. Basically, you you can rebut it.
1: You know, Britain has more signs of civilization earlier than India does. You know that?
0: And also I think we have to admit that I and mean, accept that you know they did give they did promote dissent and and also many of you may not know this. once Mahatma Gandhi became a person of some stature, wherever he wanted to do, he wanted to go, those days trains were the preferred way. They used to have a uh, attach an extra bogey, especially in fact two bogies, one for him. And one for the journalist contingent that would travel along with him. So there were two bogies always attached on trains to enable Gandhi to go wherever he wanted to go. To that which extent, which is,
1: of course, why
0: Markande Katju calls him a British agent. Yeah. Uh, but you can yeah. call whatever you
1: want, right? But I mean, here's the point: What exactly is it that you think that the British did? Because you know the British were far lighter in terms of law and order than the Mughals ever were or the kingdoms of the non-Mughal Muslim kingdoms that preceded it, which were completely barbarous. Uh, The the British actually presided over growth of the Indian economy for the first time in a very, very long time. Uh, The British saw to it that more wealth was decentralized, what little wealth was left, was decentralized than the way it had, than you had seen extreme wealth capture under the uh, nobility before that. So again... I I don't see what you have against the British in this case. Were they colonial power? Of course. Did they extract? Of course they did. What do you think? We never did. What do you think we went and, uh, what do you think Rajendra Chora went and sacked uh, Sri Vijaya for? Uh, To play Mother Teresa out there? Or what do you think the Mughal Empire did? What do you think happened to Kalinga under the Mughal Empire? So what, Odisha should be a different country altogether because of what uh, Ashoka did? Look, what they did doesn't matter. What matters is how they behave today. Okay. And what matters is how Pakistan behaves today. Pakistan misbehaves. Britain does not. Well, they minimize their misbehavior.
0: Next question uh, from Tarun Sharma. What are we supposed to do now that even Hindu Hriday Samrat has failed us? You're meant to find
1: a right-wing alternative. You're meant to find a right-wing alternative. Uh, is it going to take time? Of course it is. But there's nothing else you can do.
0: Next question from Partha. What I'd suggest
1: like, is just don't go out and vote. Refuse to vote.
0: Well, that has other consequences. But anyway. Well,
1: it's you know it's better that it has those consequences. And you get someone properly right wing. Remember, Atal Bihari Vajpayee pulled a lot of his punches. You had ten years of horror, and then you had a Hindu consolidation. So, if you have another fifteen years of horror, maybe the there'll be a proper Hindu consolidation instead of, you know, a a a, a megalomaniac consolidation.
0: Partha Pradeep Saikia wants to know what is your impression about Himanta Biswa Sharma. Also, I feel he is an active politician in BJP who actually faces the media and blasts them left and right. He's the only one that has the
1: capability to do it. Him, a uh, few others, Nitin Gadkari, uh, people like that who understand institutions. They understand bureaucrats. They, don't, they know how to make bureaucrats dance to their tune. They understand institutions. They understand how to change institutions.
0: Uh, Next question, Apoorva Sharma, do you think Chandrayaan landing failure may be a cyber sabotage by China or any other state machinery? Look, I doubt that very much. If it is, then it means your
1: space program is very significantly compromised, right? Uh, The very fact that nobody's been sacked at ISRO and things like that should tell you that it isn't. Uh,
0: Next question, Chaitanya YSK. What are the steps to make all government institutions and educational institutions free from leftist hold? Sack. Sack. This,
1: if after seven and a half years, you have to ask this question, it really shows you how badly we failed. The syllabus should have been set within the first six months. Everybody who didn't agree should have been sacked in the next six months. It was that simple. Instead, you have clowns like that fellow who's taken over JNU who can't control squat. You have the worst kind of uh, people appointed to uh, 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 head these universities, most of whom are actively against you or Congress stooges. And the sad thing is everybody knows they're Congress
0: stooges. You know, um, when the Congress used to come to power or return to power, the first thing they used to do was to like sack, transfer a whole bunch of people and sack a whole of people. Even this time
1: in Rajasthan and Madhya Pradesh, of course, Madhya Pradesh, their government is gone. But it tells you a lot that when Madhya Pradesh and Rajasthan, uh, Kamal Nath and Ashok Gelok took over, they sacked all the bodies that um, uh, uh, the BJP had set up, set up their own bodies. And isn't it curious that when the BJP took back power in Madhya Pradesh, they didn't sack all the bodies constituted by the Congress?
0: really strange i don't know why they do that i mean you you if one one under undid what you did then you should redo what you had to do anyway i don't know um next question i lost line here just one second yeah saya sayak roy choudhury what's your view on indo greek relationship do you think government of india have it in them to take it forward what what I don't know why the same yeah. question was asked i
1: think we are repeating the same questions No.
0: Because this question was asked specifically Maybe. Maybe. the last we can, time. We can skip that. Sorry, guys. Sandra Cottas, what do you think would have been the reason for Babu's not hindering in the Air India deal till now at least? Again, this was asked the last time. Yeah, yeah. Asking yeah. all the questions. I'm just going to skip to, to today's. Um, Hardik Thanki wants to know as his punishment for underestimating Modi Sarkar. Aim must instead of his t-shirt be made to eat Momo pizza, chocolate dosa, pasta with curry sauce, kake ka dhaba butter chicken with desi daru. What say you Sri A.S.G.? I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, thank you. I'd much rather eat. My, the, the deal was I would eat my own t-shirt. That's what <laughs> I'm going to eat. I'm not going to have these horrendous things. I'd rather die than eat Momo pizza, chocolate dosa, pasta with curry sauce <coughs> and kake da dhaba butter chicken. Thank you very much. But wait, December, like they say, you know, Delhi, Doorast. It's the same. uh, uh,
0: December 21st, Durast. (laughs) Next question again from Hardik Thanki. Ask, um, how can Indian companies, both public and private, integrate global aerospace and defense industrial ecosystems? Sorry, repeat. How can Indian companies, both public and private, integrate global aerospace and defense industrial ecosystems. But they already kind of do. I see these these things you don't need to worry about. I mean, the companies have a way of working through all these things. I mean, yeah, see, the, the only
1: real control on it is, you know, government policy. Other than that, if they stay away from government contracts, they're actually extremely well integrated. And the ones that are extremely well integrated, they don't want Indian government contracts. For example, the pioneer of Indian defense is a company called MKU Mohan Kumar Udyog. They refuse to. They consistently refuse to bid for Indian night vision and armor because they say this is third-rate. Uh, this is a third-rate RFP. It's so low grade. We're not going to retool our factories to supply you. And they supply the German military, the Mexican military, the Canadian military, the Austrian military, the Italian military, but they don't want to supply the Indian military because apparently the quality requirements are extremely third rate.
0: So, what are you saying? That that the, the bar is so low that uh, it's not worth it or what is the reason? No, no, no. On one hand, the bar is either
1: kept too low for our world-class companies to
0: even bother.
1: On the other hand, the bar is kept so high, it's unrealistic. You want a tank that can fly like an F thirty five and uh, 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 move on water like a Delhi class destroyer.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Um, Z Apple stuff. Z. What are the things that you disagree with the American right? Uh, abortion rights. Uh, I think that's
1: the main one. Uh, they believe there's a right to convert. I agree with that because for me, conversions a marketplace. You know, it's. Um, If somebody is willing to throw money at you and you convert for that money, then, you know, that's your right. Uh, I don't think that a civilization that's not willing to look after its own uh, deserves to continue. So uh, uh, when you go to Christians, they put up churches and schools. When you go to Hindus, they put up a temple. Who do you think is going to win? So uh, I completely support the right to convert and of conversion. Uh, What I don't support is uh, their opposition to the right, uh, uh, their sort of pro-life stance. Because, you know, you can't have legislation dictating what a woman does with her body. Safety-oriented, yes. Science-oriented, when you can scientifically establish that the fetus is sentient, then you can say, as per science, because it is sentient, you can't abort after this trimester. Or even if it's proven that it's sentient within a month, you can't abort at that point of time. Or if it's proven that it causes pain, then you can't abort it at that point of time. The problem with the American right is it just opposes all kinds of abortion and completely, there are smart ways of being anti-abortion and pro-science. They don't want to do that.
0: Next question is a follow-up from the same person. I'll be going to San Francisco for my masters. Any tips will be helpful on surviving American vocism in general. The question yes. is to both Just of you. Just keep
1: very, very quiet. Don't open your mouth about everything. Just score marks. Don't talk to anyone. Don't be friends with anyone because you never know what is going to get you into trouble.
0: Uh, I think at a master's level, it's a little bit better than at undergrad level. In undergrad, no, you get no, much no, more. no, 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 no
1: it's it's just as bad with the masters in fact the higher up you go the worse it's getting
0: hmm well it I'll, I'll give you my two cents it helps if you can explain why even hinduism is only one god if you can figure out what that is and and because that's one of the first things that comes up you know if somebody is going to take you on on and religion they'll say oh you have millions of gods why and and the truth is hinduism has only one god if you if, no. if you know who that is that will give you the uh who says we have one God? Yes, we have only one God. Let's Isn't talk God? about that and let. Oh, no, I I I say that. I'll we we'll, okay. let's not take on this one right now. That's okay. We'll mm-hmm. not take it on because you look. You don't you need more than one lifetime to understand Sanatana Dharma. So let's, let's That's true. It's okay. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We're not going to we, because we are diverging from here. I'll I'll be very happy to make a very spirited argument with you on this. But today is your time. You are the boss. I ask questions. I merely ask questions. Okay. Oh, yeah. Aditya B wants to know, what is the root cause of wokeism all over? What's the philosophy behind it? And why has it boomed so much recently?
1: Look, the root cause of wokeism is its several causes coming together. The first is that anthropologically speaking, only between 2 to 7% of a population can be white collar.
0: Uh,
1: The rest are bred for labor. They are meant to be beasts of burden. They are not meant to be treated as humans. They're meant to be whipped in the fields as slaves or uh, whatever. Now, when you've had industrialization in the first wave, it was still kind of maintained. You didn't have to whip them in the fields, but you you could be the horrible uh, uh, Malik of the factory who uh, kept his workers in much better circumstances than they were being uh, uh, agricultural laborer, but not terribly good either. The problem comes when you shift from industry to services. And that ha- starts happening sometime around the 50s and 60s up to the 70s, where all the industrial e- uh, economies switch from being, say, 60 70% manufacturing to 60 70% services. Now, what happens with services is the top end of the services is very white-collar, but the remaining end of the services is extremely blue-collar. But it creates a new category, a sort of quasi-white-collar category. And the problem of that white-collar category (coughs) didn't become an issue till it intersected with the democratization of the Internet, which is to say, and discourse. So one was the internet. The second is microblogging platforms like Twitter or Facebook that allow everybody to become a publisher, right? So essentially, you've gone back to mob justice where everybody can be loud and be on the same level as somebody with inherited privilege, okay? And this is where wokeism starts off, where people don't want to blame themselves for their own failures. They want to blame everybody else for their failures. Now, when 60 to 70% of your population, you go and tell them, you are not to blame for your failures. It's everybody else who's out to get you. That's a very, very powerful message. Before, it didn't get through to too many people because the mode of dissemination wasn't that powerful. Here, you've got a direct access to everybody's mind individually through their phone. Not even the father can have a different opinion from the daughter who can have a different opinion from the mother who will have a different opinion from the son. Why? Because each one of them has a mobile phone and they decide what to access. So it's become a very, very powerful message. So what wokeism is, is it's the alliance of failures and losers bound together by a toxic message of absolving yourself of responsibility for being the third rate piece of shit that you are.
0: All right. Next question. Sandeep K. Shree, what is the possibility of the match getting fixed? If not, Park fought fiercely due to the New Zealand cancellation. Is PCCI playing to US galleries for US market? So if, with your permission, I'll answer this question, Abhijit. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. So first off, you need to understand where all these things stem from. I, I hope you've read my book, Who Painted My Lust Red? Because this takes place for the most part in Dubai. And it also explains why Dubai is a place where you know IPL games are played and and now, of course, the World Championship also is being played. So let's take a look at it technically. What what really happened? First off, did you notice that except for Virat Kohli, nobody else could really get the bat properly on ball, even though Rishabh Pant scored 39, how many of those were lucky runs? Did Hardik Pandya look like he could take apart the Pakistani bowling attack? No. And why did all these things happen? Because the Indian cricket team has been playing slower bowlers and and they are not used to accurate bowling at genuine pace. Look at some of the faster balls that Shaheen Shah Afridi bowled, 156 kilometers per hour. I saw that clock at least twice. That gives you very little time to react. And how is it that he knows the right first ball to bowl to Rohit Sharma and our expert Bhuvaneshwar Kumar doesn't know what to bowl to get the opener out and also if you notice in the first few hours, indian bowlers were trying to bowl on the middle and leg stump for easy pickings so you how, so the bowling was pathetic nobody really bowled well and and when you when when these kind of things happen there are things i mean that, that, that kind of tells you how the the match is going to go there india was never in the game I tell you, right from the the get go, first over, I think ball four, first wicket fell. India was never really in the game. They never could. They never won even a five over session. So the the point about match fixing, you know, match fixing can be done in many different ways. In my opinion, the team selection was one of the ca- causes, and the team selection is completely in the hands of the captain and the coach, as far as I know. I'm sure that was not the cause. That was not the case here. No no man, no person in his right mind would have chosen an undercooked Hardik Pandya, a, an undercooked Bhavaneshwar Kumar and, and a raw talent like Varun Chakravarti to play uh, against Pakistan, which is a good player of spin. You don't expose somebody like that on this uh, at this level. They should have played it more carefully. I mean, that is just me. Uh, they need to explain why this, uh, this team selection was done. Somewhere some obtuse comments is not going to do it. There has to be some transparency as to why the best spinner in the world is being consistently kept out of every format. I rest my case. Thank you very much. Wake up. Wake up, Abhijit. Next question who, coming who your way. Who
1: is the best spinner in the world?
0: Uh, his name is Ravichandra Nashwin. But he's a bit of a guy who is an is too intelligent. Uh, in terms of like how he p- comes across lots of things. In in BCCI, if you want to be a good player, you have to be part of the sheep. You know, if somebody is going to ask why this and they don't like it. Look, you you know what you're
1: saying about uh, cricket is true of virtually every sporting association. It's all about the politics you pay, play, not your talent. Uh, you know, nobody wants to look at corruption in sports, but sports is one of the biggest avenues of money laundering, terrorism funding, and uh, illegality anywhere in the world. And it's the one thing nobody will touch left or right.
0: Absolutely. Next question, please. Why the Indian military has not shifted to digital camos for its soldiers? Cameras, I think?
1: Camouflage. But oh, camouflage. Okay. I mean,
0: <laughs> uh, next question. I didn't even. Oh, somebody has a question that has caught Abhijit speechless. New, it's uh, not uh,
1: speechless. It's, it's just I've answered it so often. I'm sick of answering it.
0: Oh, they I see. Don't I focus didn't know on that. a
1: human being. Mm. Right? It's all focused on tanks and big
0: things. By the way, do you know something called SCADA? S-C-A-D-A? System control and data acquisition. What about it? No, I'm just asking. You the, the, the follow-up question would have been if you knew something about it. Otherwise, let it go.
1: Well, I know a lot of defense applications use it, but I don't know what in what specific context.
0: Okay, okay, that's okay. Uh, we'll take it offline. We can we can talk about it later. Because again, I want the focus to be on the questions that are being posed to you. Amar Chand yeah. wants to know. What is your opinion on South Korea? Is it a good country for Indians to work and get settled?
1: Mm, It's a great country to visit. But the work-life balance there is horrible. Don't expect to have a personal life. Uh, You will be on call 24-7. But, you know, unlike in certain countries where you're discriminated against, you're not discriminated against here. You will be treated just as badly as all the other workers are are South (laughs) Korean you know, it's a sort of equal opportunity shit life. Uh, So yeah, uh, you want to get settled there, best of luck. But I just want you to know, uh, South Korea has the highest student suicide rates. So if you want to inflict that on your children, please be my guest.
0: I um visited uh, uh, one of the biggest companies in Korea about 20 years ago and at that point of time all the Japanese consumer manufacturers video recorders TVs and all these people they had given up doing it themselves they were outsourcing it all to South Korea and and perhaps to China after that and uh, you know if you walk by you'll see aisle after aisle and each aisle the guy who was accompanying me saying oh this is uh, Sanyo this is Aiwa this is uh, uh, you know, something else basically all big Sanyo, uh, you know, Sony, these kind of brands where they were just essentially the mechanism, electronics, everything was the same. Only thing yeah. that was different was the decal in the front. That was it. And 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 then yeah. we, you know, we got to talking and we went out to lunch again. Lunch was at the office canteen, we we're just downstairs, so it's 20-25 minutes on the clock, and then uh, you know, we were becoming friends, and I asked him so. I see you here at 7 a.m. and you are here till 9 p.m. For me, I'm trying to get things done on this two-day visit, but is this your normal schedule? And he laughed at me and he said, when my eyes open, I start working. And when my eyes close, I stop working. And then he showed me there's a small anteroom room and it's got a bed and cotton and everything. Many people were just sleeping. That yeah. is, it is a really, really, really tight, tough place to work, with, uh, work at. Uh, I can tell you that.
1: It's a horrible life, you know. I I won't wish it on anyone. I don't know how they survive. I would rather live in North Korea than live in South Korea or Japan.
0: (laughs) Uh, Shailesh Lutkar wants to know, does cooperation with France help us or constrain us in defense programs like Arihant and Tejas? Is condition of no reverse engineering ironclad? No, the French are very generous with their reverse
1: engineering. If you know what to ask for. If you don't know what to ask for, then don't blame them for it. So for example, when the original MiG-21 replacement program started, we wanted to replace them with the Mirage 2000. They were willing to give you everything for 126 aircraft. They were willing to shift the entire production line to India, give you the engine technology, everything. In 2005, we canceled that program and started off on the MMRCA program. So you didn't get what you wanted. With the French, they've been saying since day one, you want. Since 2008, I know for a fact when we got the IAEA, uh, uh, the International Atomic Energy Agency exceptions because of the India-US nuclear deal, the French vetoed uh, uh, American attempts at stopping the exemptions at reprocessing because they said an exemption is an exemption. There is no exemption on one without an exemption on the other. And they told us, boss, you want to buy our reprocessing technology, it's up for sale. You want our nuclear submarines, it's up for sale. Uh, let's find a way of sitting down and doing it. We did nothing about it. We decide to go with the Russians. See, if you don't know how to negotiate your way past things, that's your own fault. France has been very consistent. They will also try to screw you over, but they will also try to help you. It's like the Israelis. They're out to screw you over, but they're also out to help you. It depends on how smart you are. If you're a moron who works with, you know, loser painted on your head and come into a shop and the man is selling you, I don't know, chicken for 200 rupees a kilo. And you say, no, sir, no, sir, I will pay 300 rupees a kilo. He's not going to say no.
0: It's that simple. Shivan and Sharma wants to know, what are your views on Free the Temples campaign? I support
1: it 100%. Ask yourself why this government is not freeing the temples. Because they look at everything as uh, ca- cash cows no, that can be milked. And therefore, you control Hindus using
0: it. Vishnu, Vishnu Teja manela Abhijit, how to screw a Babu IAS like depicted in Yes, Prime Minister 1? If you are inside system, two ways if you are outside the system. I mean, how, how to do it inside or outside? If you are inside the system, you need to have b- more
1: brains than the Babu. If you're outside the system, you basically need to have more money. It's that simple. The problem is right now, most most of the people we have running the babus are bigger duffers than the babus themselves. Like you can make fun of the babus, but in ninety-nine point nine nine percent of the cases, the babus are much smarter than the ministers who are have been appointed over them. Okay, And outside the Babu's, you need to be extremely powerful and rich to ever shaft it to the Babu's, if you can. I mean, even that is quite tough. (laughs) Uh,
0: Mr. Lee wants to know, the ratio of programmers to farmers in the developed world ranges from 5 is to 1 to 20 is to 1. How fast can India achieve such a ratio? You can't. Where is the money for
1: education? See, programmers come about because you first have an industrial economy that demands programming and things like that. You first need industrialization to then have automation, to then have artificial intelligence. You don't have the money to industrialize. You don't have the money to even educate your population. I think we've discussed this on this program. You need an average just to bring it up to China levels. You need to invest $1,000 per kid in primary education and about $10,000 per kid in secondary education. You invest less than $20. Your education budget needs to be about $500 to $600 billion a year. You invest $20 billion a year. Where are you going to get there? Where is the money to get there? You can't get there. You are cursed to be a third world country in perpetuity.
0: Uh, Subramanian wants to know, the BCCI is not short of cash and doesn't need to pander and play against non-states like Pakistan and now Afghanistan. We are a superpower in the cricket world, but why is there no assertion here? You want me to answer that question or you want to take it? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know BCCI politics. Yes. Listen, this this game playing is to another way to make money. You know uh, the the betting amounts that happen between an India versus Pakistan game are just off the charts. So why is the public stupid enough to go and bet, especially when there has been a concerted attempt to try and prove that you know match fixing has been going on? Look at the number of players that have been caught, and this is now something that has happened over a period of 20 years. How much longer does it does it take for you to realize that these games are fixed? The media is in their hands they hype it one way so that everybody bets on that event and that outcome and and when it doesn't happen that way then they clean up big why do you keep uh, you know betting on cricket don't do it don't don't bet on cricket don't watch tv when the matches are going on the trp will fall and then the thing will come back to a normal level none of the teams that are in ipl the the none of them make money and yet everybody is clamoring in fact they were expecting 5,000 cro- 10,000 crores for the the new two teams, and they got more than 12,000 crores. So clearly, many people feel that there is money to be made, and I wonder how year after year all the cricket teams are are uh, are generating a loss, and yet everybody wants to keep and keep going. I, I just can't understand this uh, this logic, Ulta logic doesn't make sense, doesn't make business sense. I hope I answered your question. I mean, people should stop betting on cricket in India. It is stupid. You are losing money hand over fist. Aditya wants to know, should India implement national social engineering to integrate tech in life? What's the cause of slow tech integration in lower income group?
1: Well, look, I've seen tech being integrated into... uh, uh, the uh, lower income group very, very rapidly. You'll actually see that the lower income group is much quicker to adopt, uh, you know, the person who taught me how to use phone pay and Paytm uh, were my driver and my maid. I didn't know how to use them. So, you know, it's, uh, I've actually found that's quite reverse the case. It's just that what they want out of that technology is different. They want payment. They want uh, to listen to music and things. Uh, they don't want to read the news. They're not really interested in the news. They get all their news, I guess, from WhatsApp forwards or things like that, and they know that very well. So uh, maybe you can specify what, in terms of tech integration, you're looking at, because I generally found, found them to be very rapid on the tech uptake. Like, for example, I remember in Kashmir, when I went after the abrogation of Article 370. Uh, this uh, CRPF uh, 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 jawan, he had taken pictures of all these terrorist posters that had come up and I wanted to get it and we couldn't get it because, uh, you know, uh, I had an Apple, he had an Android uh, and he was like, oh, do you have this app? I can do a file transfer on this app just using Bluetooth. And I was stunned, like I'd never even heard of this app. And it turns out there was something out there which we could use. Uh, He figured it out. I didn't figure it out. And he managed to transfer me the images. So uh, they usually tend to be much quicker in their technology absorption than we are. We are more involved in lifestyle absorption. They are more involved in technology absorption.
0: Next question, please. Uh, Ramesh S. wants to know, what do you say about politicians turning voters into beggars By offering free electricity with taxes meant for common good. What is Kejriwal's future?
1: Uh, Yatha Raja Tatha Praja or Yatha Praja Tatha Raja. Depends on which side of the thing you are looking at. Delhi deserves Kejriwal. Kejriwal deserves Delhi. And Kejriwal's future is very bright because what people don't want to understand is that Kejriwal is a reflection of what Delhi is. So as long as Delhi doesn't get nuked by the Pakistanis, Kejriwal isn't going anywhere.
0: Next question, please. Neelam Neelam, please tell current political situation and different political factions of Afghanistan.
1: Oh, God, that's just too big a question, boss, that I have to do a full speech. But let's just say there's a civil war happening there between uh, factions of the uh, Taliban and uh, in the middle of all of this, Pakistan is using the uh, Islamic State, Daesh, as a sort of agent provocateur to you know, go after one side or the other
0: as it sees fit. Um, we will have a more in-depth discussion tomorrow with uh, Major General uh, G.D. Bakshi Sahab. So we will have more questions and more in-depth understanding of what and is happening. Uh, sorry, yeah, just one thing to add.
1: The most interesting thing is we're seeing a repeat of what happened in Iraq. In Iraq, uh, Al-Qaeda, and, uh, Al-Qaeda became particularly violent after Paul Bremer sacked all the former uh, Ba'ath Party officials. So most of the heads of Al-Qaeda and later ISIS came from the Ba'ath Party. They went from staunchly secular to staunchly religious bigots because they were kicked out of their job. They had no investment in the system. And you're seeing the same pattern now uh, return to Afghanistan where the people joining uh, ISKP, Islamic State for the Khurasan, uh, uh, out there are former Afghan army which is going to make this insurgency a particularly deadly one. If you thought the Taliban was bad, wait and watch what these people have up their sleeve.
0: Malaya Ban uh, Patacharya wants to know, seeing the obsession of ghazwa hind of majority Pakistanis, is there a threat of Pakistani nukes falling in the hands of extremists? No, there isn't.
1: Uh, See, the Pakistanis have a three-stage system. So what happens is uh, the weapon is, first of all, kept dismantled, as in the weapon is kept separate from the delivery system. And even the weapon is split into two. There is the fuse and the physics package. For the weapon to go off, all three of them have to be in the same place. You need to know who all three people are, launch a simultaneous attack on all three. Otherwise, it's simply impossible to happen. And even there, it has a fail safe because the codes then come from a fourth place. Right. So even if you manage to capture the three on the field, the code, which if you enter the wrong code, uh, it deactivates the entire device. You can't. uh, uh, It's a very fail safe mechanism. It really can't fall in the hands of extremists. And, you know, the very ironic thing is Pakistan used to keep threatening us that these may fall accidentally on purpose, fall into the hands of extremists and be used against an Indian city. And the Americans took that very, very seriously. And they decided to go after the Pakistanis and the Pakistanis got shit scared. And then they imposed all these security measures so that the Americans won't come after them. So it was a case of, you know, having too much success with their threats that they were forced to enact a no-fail policy uh,
0: Security system for those nukes. Next question, please, Vivek Menon. Does our soldiers do our soldiers serving in Siachen uh, get Gore Tex or similar tech to prevent cutthroat cold weather?
1: Hmm?
0: Gore Tex.
1: What is, is it some
0: some sort of uh, equipment that keeps you warm? Like an exo- because tech exo- says it
1: must be textiles. Is it artificial warming? Mm -hmm. Well, there are some things that they get. It's not as good as what the Chinese troops get, but they do get things. Yeah. But let's just say it's not as cushy and comfortable as the Chinese are in the same manner.
0: Next question, please. Uh, I can't mention this. RHL from BLR. Okay, I figured it out. Uh, What do you think about electric vehicle scenario in India as companies like Ola and Ether are in full swing making vehicles? Do you think that there would be a change? If yes, explain. Change as in what? Oh, well, uh, I saw a Tata EV also in Coimbatore the other day. 10 lakhs, it gives you 300 kilometers on one charge and uh, you require a special adapter to connect it to your... No, no, it's not
1: 10 lakhs. It's about uh 14 15 lakhs the Hyundai comes for about 22 lakhs or something well i like think that. the
0: base base entry is 10 lakhs the, the maybe uh, no no lakhs. even the
1: base on on road comes to about 13 14 lakhs uh and they come and install a fast charger so all of that is fine my issue is the problem with electric vehicles is it simply shifts the emission somewhere else it's much cheaper yes. per kilometer in terms of fuel but it restricts your range but Slowly, it's going to expand, right? Because once your electricity recharging network expands, like your petrol station network, uh, it's going to give you a great deal of freedom of movement. So that is definitely something to look forward to. Uh, I think the future of electric vehicles in India is quite bright. But remember, the big bottleneck is still electricity theft, because the biggest Inhibitor of long-range transmission of electricity to charging stations is the fact that those lines will be tapped into and electricity will be stolen, which can't be done with petrol right now, even though petrol is sort of adulterated. Uh, But uh, the third thing in all of this is, how is your energy produced? Because right now, coal is extremely dirty. You need to move
0: towards renewables and nuclear, which would be much, much more sustainable so, one of the things that the U.S. government does is to encourage people to have solar panels in their house so that they can at least partly pay for their electric uh, vehicles by generating the electricity themselves. Uh, I wonder if that was something that India needs to look at. But then many people live in flats. So, the possibility see, of being-
1: even in flats, see, th- th- we actually did a very comprehensive study on this. You can reduce your energy needs and energy theft very significantly if you uh, 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 use solar tech. So, for example, you know, instead, first of all, one of the issues has always been heat rete- cold retention or heat retention because Indian houses and flats don't use double glazed windows. So you're losing a lot of energy when you cool your house down in summer or warm your house up in winter. The second thing is, in addition to the lack of double glazed windows, the way buildings are built without wraparound balconies, which reduce direct sunlight on your walls, which then heat up the house, which requires more heating at night and during the day as well. So, you know, these are things that are not thought through. The other thing is when you have, uh, you know, uh, things like wraparound balconies and flats, as in flats uniquely designed for Indian conditions, what you end up having is, In your balconies, instead of your glass balconies, you have solar balconies and things like that. You can literally have a solar facade on the balcony of every single house, which then actually turns high rises into very significant photovoltaic collectors. Right? Each house, you can blanket the roof, the uh, uh, sort of instead of flat roof, you have this thing. What those solar panels do is they reduce the direct hit of sun rays onto your roof Plus, they generate electricity because of the sun. So there's many compound issues that you can do with solar panels that we don't do with solar panels. I would urge you all to look up, go to YouTube, and look up this German company called Sono, which now has a car which uh, it looks like a regular car, like a regular van, like a wagon, like a long wagon, or that Maruti Echo. But it has solar panels embedded invisibly all over the body. And it can give you about 21 to 25
0: kilometers a day just on solar power. Yeah, so I I see a lot of uh, cars now which are called as electric hybrids, wherein what happens is the electricity is being charged when it's not full by petrol on which the car runs. But the switchover is automatic and it tells you that it is in electric mode or in normal mode you're driving think the future is going to be the
1: hydrogen hybrid because hydrogen is going to be much more uh, ecological. I didn't think it was possible but then they made a breakthrough last year which enabled for because the hydrogen production was extremely eco-unfriendly but now we're doing hydrogen production that is actually extremely eco-friendly and your emission then becomes just water. So hydrogen plus electricity is the way to go in the future and surprise surprise It is Mukesh Ambani who is investing massively in all of it. He's cornered all the key technologies. And you know,
0: if Ambani does something, they do it right. Yes, indeed. And Shantanil Bal, thanks for the observation that the same emission shifting was also brought up by Vladimir Putin some time ago. Thank you for that. Let's go to Satya Saran. Next question. My first salary to P gurus. if this gets answered. Hi, Abhijit. You said that ancient India did not store data. But Bibek Debroy says that there is data in 5 million untranslated manuscripts.
1: So 5 million is virtually nothing in real terms. Uh, they, whatever data they stored was stored in extremely perishable, uh, uh, commodity, uh, perishable storage systems. See, storage alone isn't enough. It's archiving and reaccess to that data that's important. But even the storage was it did not deal with the kind of mundane stuff that we had. There's a lot of religious texts and things like that, but they tell you very little about history. We're looking more at economic conditions, history, correspondence between kings and things like that, which we do not have. So most of it does remain unstored. Uh, I, I know I've spoken to Bibek Debroyda about this and, uh, you know, most of those five million manuscripts are overwhelmingly religious manuscripts of extremely dubious ability to recover because of the way they're stored. And five million is a figure from about five, ten years back. We don't know how many of them have since withered away because of bad storage and things like that.
0: Mistik wants to know, how will the world look like when China replaces America? as a sole superpower. How will the entire world align vis-a-vis China? China will not replace the world as a sole superpower.
1: Uh, the American decline has begun, but so has the Chinese decline. They're not replacing them.
0: Next question, Daraya Wahus. Your views on second quad, India, UAE, USA, Israel. Uh, look, it's a very good quad. Uh,
1: I would have personally, I would have preferred to leave USA out of it because the USA is highly temperamental these days. But um, if you read my writings, I've been advocating for Israel, Saudi, UAE, India Alliance for a very long time. The only problem is India is going to be the uh, odd man out in this because like with the regular quad, we haven't integrated militarily with American equipment. All of these quads that we're doing, are all uniformly integrated into the American military system and American military equipment, which we are not. So that is constantly going to be a problem for
0: us. So um, we will wait for Abhijit to come back. But I just want to share some of my thoughts on a couple of things that are happening. Um, Many of you may be wondering, is uh, India going to recover at all from this loss with uh, Pakistan in the cricket match? in in the World uh, T20 Championship. Well, India needs to win just one more game and that is a critical game and that is coming up next, which is against New Zealand, because I believe that from each of the groups, only the top two will make it to the next level. So uh, if India loses to uh, New Zealand, then I think it is kind of game over. They'll have to just wait out and see what happens with other things. But if India wins against New Zealand, they still are not out of it they will still have to wait and see if uh, New Zealand defeats Pakistan because if that happens where each one has one win and one loss, the top three, then what happens is then you have to look at the net run ratio and other things and that becomes a very interesting situation in itself. I don't know what India is thinking. However, what was disappointing was that um, India's choice of the playing leaven left much to be desired. You need you need to give the captain and the coach a free hand in selecting the best leaven. I don't think that is happening. It has been like this for a while now and unless that changes, I don't see the fortunes of India change. However, please don't take this to heart. The players are always good. It is just that there is a lot of uncertainty and doubt that is placed in their minds by all these needless politics that takes place and when that happens, you you know you you are a you're a nervous wreck. I I told this about Cheteshwar Pujara and Ajinkya Rahane in the India uh, the England series. Somehow I think Pujara righted himself, but I don't think Rahane really got back his batting mojo. Yet they persisted. So they, there's all these dynamics at work. Nobody will come back and tell you yes this is the reason why he was dropped. I mean this is the real truth, the real reason why somebody was dropped. Or pick. Nobody ever tells you these things and therefore everybody is left guessing. These days with the MSM, I can no longer say who is good, who is reliable, who is speaking the truth and who is being paid to write a particular slant. I have I've lost that ability, including some of the well-known ESPN, Cricket for those kinds of sites because sometimes when I see the articles, it is not something that I would take at face value. So as far as cricket is concerned, this is a this is a huge problem. However, <laughs> for the match fixing and for the money making to happen, they do need India in the mix. So you will see something like this funny thing I told you, where each team will defeat the other team once. Then what happens is you have this net run rate case, and then India might go and score three hundred runs against a lowly placed Namibia and up their net run rate. Who knows? But bottom line, don't feel too upset if india loses don't get too delirious when india wins this is just a spectacle this is a tamasha and it's a circus just watch it there will be some spectacular moments cherish them watch them again and again if you want but don't bet on it that would be my advice and and abhijit has still not returned so uh, if there any questions uh, that are directed at me can you please send put them okay uh, I, I, th- these are questions for uh, I, I, let me try and answer this one i don't know if abhijit can although the question is at abhijit directed at abhijit please tell me your views on quantum computing why isn't goi invested in tata institute of fundamental research they already released a 3 qubit processor last year in 2020 you know these days uh, just like you are getting cloud computing at some point in the near future you are going to get Cloud quantum computing, meaning you'll be able to run the apps on the cloud in the cloud. You would not have to invest in the hardware yourself. Especially remember that quantum computers are going to be very expensive, at least to start with. And uh, unless you have the programs that can exploit their power, it is difficult or it's not useful at all. It might at best be used by research agencies. Uh, also, you have to remember the biggest company today. Uh, that is employed worldwide has the most number of software and hardware people. It's not the Microsoft or the Google or any of those companies. It is actually the National Security Agency, NSA of the United States. It is believed that they can track each and every call ever made from anyone to anybody else today. That is the kind of power, processing power they have. Uh, India may have its equivalent in NSA. I don't know what is their budget. I don't know how strong and powerful the computers that are in use there are. So I, I, I don't have a way of saying this, but be that as it may, the fact that India has gone and invested in, in the software that will give you Pegasus, for example, to give them uh, Snoop ability, it is needed. I mean, you can't really uh, not have that. It is difficult for a country like India to come up with technology of its own to snoop on who is the the bad actor, so to say. So we'll leave it at that. Next question. Abhijit, I I just answered this question. If you want to add your two cents, go ahead. Yes. Look, quantum computing boss is very, very advanced
1: stuff. You need to have an extremely, you can't have cyber coolies and then invest in quantum computing. What exactly have you invented in terms of computer hardware over the last few years or your uh, breakthrough software either? Nothing. Mostly you're doing very low-end stuff. Maybe Wipro is doing some high-end stuff at their labs in America using American engineers. Not in India. I know Wipro does some very advanced stuff at their lab in Texas or some, I forget where their labs in America are, but that is because they have access to the entire American education system. A third world country can't develop quantum computing. You need to have thorough first world uh, uh, infrastructure and a workforce in order to do that. And what exactly is, what do you think TIFR exactly is going to do in this particular uh, uh, thing uh, when your access is to the same kind of labor force and workforce that everybody else in India has? So, you know, everything works together. You can release a three qubit thing, but you have to have a market that allows certain things to happen. And quantum computing is more than just qubits.
0: Uh, So there's a whole
1: range of things that have to be tackled out here.
0: Okay, Uh, Sankhadeep Ghosh wants to know, AIMG, can we introduce any law in constitution where we can democratically displace a party from their post after election, if they don't perform?
1: You think any democratically elected representative is going to allow you to do that? You can have a recall like they have, you can try recalls like they do in California, I guess. That's about it. I think it's only succeeded once when Arnold Schwarzenegger ran the recall. Yeah, Gray Davis lost.
0: True. Right, 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 right.
1: And other than Arnold Schwarzenegger, even in America, I don't think it's
0: ever really been successful. But you can yes, introduce a recall clause. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, next question, please. Abhishek Adgankar Leon Trotsky said, You may not be interested in war, but war is interested in you. If same thing happens, Hindus, Hindu is never interested in Abrahamization. But Abrahamization is interested in Hindu. What does the Hindu do? You left out the last part, but go ahead. Uh,
1: I don't know what the question here is, but I think it was Lenin who said that, not Trotsky.
0: But basically what he's saying is that Hindus are being dragged into Abrahamization. How is the Hindu to respond?
1: Yeah, look, I've done this whole podcast that I got attacked for called The End of Hinduism. Go check it out. I've discussed all of this out there.
0: Next question. Vishnu Teja Marela, Abhijit, is the Likavis confederacy moment going Literally, to... literally, L- confederacy. Okay, you can read it.
1: <laughs> Go ahead. Abhijit, is the Lichavi confederacy moment going to happen in modern India if it is how and when? Yes, it is. Uh, it is almost imminent. Your internal divisions are so deep. There's nothing you can do. The sad thing is America is also in the same moment uh, right now. Uh, how and when is impossible to predict? You know, countries peak and then collapse so rapidly, the Assyrian Empire, look at them, Uh, 40 years, 40 years since the absolute pinnacle of the Assyrian Empire to when Nineveh was sacked, Uh, (coughs) uh, less than 40 years for the Sassanid Empire in Persia, Uh, within 40 years, Ardashir, uh, 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 who was it, Uh, Khusro, uh, uh, Khusro the Great uh, sacks uh, Jerusalem and uh, captures Egypt. And uh, in less than 40 years, the Arabs have taken over his country. So, you know, these things are extremely impossible to predict. You can see a trend. You can't really tell what, when it's going to happen till it actually happens.
0: Next question, please. Uh, Raftar Patel. Wow, very fast. What are the key problems with IPC, Indian Penal Code, and the solution? It's old. It's old. It's also uh, the layers that
1: have been imposed on it since independence are extremely complex. You need a great simplicity of language. You need great clarity. You need clear principles of jurisprudence uh, involved into it rather than being a colonial uh, you know, responsibility absorption law into, an absor- into a responsibility absorption law. One that does not absolve the government of its responsibility for law and order and the monopoly on violence, but one that forces the government to take its obligations towards law and order and the monopoly on
0: violence seriously. Next question, please. Um, Daraya Bahu, Hey, Sri, your views on the future of U.S. and who do you think will emerge as superpower if not China? Uh, good question, uh, Daraya. Uh, U.S. Is still and will continue to be a superpower. You got to understand that United States will slip sometimes. It will fumble sometimes, but it has these internal corrective mechanisms to right itself. The wokeism that is now running amok is also going to come to a stop. Already, many Democrats have started pushing back on the progressives and making the progressives start looking much more radical and leftist. And and at some point, the more moderate. Uh, part portion of the democrats will assert itself i'm just giving you an example and and likewise you know a lot of things are going to set itself right i don't unlike abhijit i do have a lot of hope for america don't rule it out because it has the fastest way in which it can fix itself other countries i don't believe has this kind of a quick way to connect correct themselves and and that is the the strength of uh, united states I would have agreed with Shri up
1: until the woke, uh, woke, up, uh, woke apocalypse. How do you combine it? Woke apow- ab- It's such a mouthful. Voke, <laughs> woke apocalypse. Woke apocalypse. Uh, uh, because what is happening is you're seeing the institutional takeover of power. Even these Democrats, they are pushing back when it's too late. Because CRT and vocism has now taken over all the uh, schools and teachers and things like that. Because see, it's a very powerful message for teachers. Teachers don't have to be held responsible for their own bad teaching. They can pass it on to issues of privilege and things like that. And the students don't have to learn because there is no longer an objective truth. It is all subjective. So the teachers get a free pass out. All the poor performing students get a free pass out. Uh, this is the straw that broke the camel's back. America used to have a fantastic ability to reinvent itself. Uh, uh, for the last 150, 200 years, it no longer has that ability. It's too late.
0: Well, um, I am right here. And uh, I think uh, I, I may you. are right here for name. now.
1: You wait till some... Uh, Lynch mob comes and gets you, which is going to happen very soon. We're going to see mass rioting in America. It's going to make, uh, uh, you know, Godhra and uh, uh, Bihar that was once upon a time before Nitish uh, uh, Kumar took over, look extremely uh, 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 tame by comparison. You're, you're basically living in the soon-to-be Bihar of uh, America. Uh,
0: next question. Find
1: another home, Sri. I'm telling you, dead serious. Uh, I'm telling you right now. There will be a mob with pitchforks and torches outside your house soon in the next 10 to 12
0: years. <laughs> uh, Murli Datta Kuchibatla wants to know, what do you think about the print by Shekhar Gupta among other dominant left-leaning media outlets like The Wire and the NDTV?
1: So Shekhar Gupta is very, very centrist. He allows all points of view. Of course, he employs a lot of left-wing trash. There's nothing you can do about it because the humanities is generally monopolized by left-wing trash. So uh, there is that case. So you have to differentiate between Shekhar Gupta and the print, who's essentially held by certain left-wing trash, uh, as opposed to the NDTV, which is run by
0: left-wing trash. Well, and and he allows you to write. So I I can see your point of view that it is centrist. Next question, please. Shailesh Latkar, if you could push through one program, which would it be? End malnutrition, end poverty, end internal strife, secure borders, elevate education for all. Which one would it be? Police reforms. And why? This is my because question. Because
1: it's well, look, I mean this question means that this uh, Shelish hasn't been listening to me, uh which is that everything is intersectional. You can't just push one and expect everything to change. But you look at all of a lot of these The maximum number of ailments will end because of police reforms. Uh, As for the rest, they still won't end. But I think police reforms would be the one thing that would do the least damage and help the most, even though it won't actually correct the situation completely.
0: SHIWANAN SHARMA WANTS to know, perhaps once the temples are freed, we will be able to build our own schools and hospitals instead of appreciating the proselytizing model? Uh, yeah, best of
1: luck with that. You know, this is like, uh, uh, th- there's more chances of uh, 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 Cinderella and Fairy Godmother coming true than there is of Modi giving you back temples. But best of luck to you.
0: Shivan, one one small observation that I have to make, and uh, Abhijit will agree with me on this. Um, in We have looked at Nadu. It is the place where a lot of things get done by the government, but it's also the most corrupt state. And Even for the lowest karmachari jobs, you have to pay a bribe. Okay, so now escalate that, take it all the way to the top to the ministry that gets formed. Do you think the ministers are being appointed by the chief minister for their ability or do you think it's an auction process where the highest bidder gets the job and then once having gotten the job, this person will have to find a way to recoup that investment. This is what I think is happening and I'm sure that if the states have not taken it up. They are probably very close to getting there. Uh, Abhijit, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I just gave my thoughts.
0: Okay, got it. Next one, please. Rene Joseph wants to know, sir, Akhand Bharat, will ever, will it ever be a reality or have we lost it all? Why do you want that? Your, your, your uh, answer.
1: Akhand Bharat. Akhand Bharat isn't happening. If anything, the historical trend of uh, core India getting smaller and smaller is going to continue. Core India is going to get even smaller. The first that's going to go is your Christianized South and your Christianized East. And then you're going to be essentially a religion that is confined to uh, UP, Bihar, Nepal, Uh, Madhya Pradesh, if at all that, uh, Maharashtra, maybe bits of it, bits of Rajasthan, that's about it. That's your future. And Gujarat. And then after that, you'll be even not even that.
0: Chaitanya YSK, do you think German civil code is much suited for India's law system than an English common law? What exactly in the German civil code? You've got me. I have no clue. I also uh, have no clue. So I'm sorry we can't answer this question. Let's go on to the next one. Last 10 minutes, Abhijit. D. Mohan, is it true that Israel and Russia go after relatives of terrorists? If so, what does it take to create an agency like that? Can
1: India do it? No, they absolutely do not go after relatives of terrorists. um, It's something Israeli and Russian politicians keep talking about, but they never do it. So, for example, Jokhar Dudayev, who headed up the Chechen uh, revolt, uh, his uh, 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 family were uh, well treated by the Russians. They were kept uh, not as uh, hostages or anything. They were free to move uh, as long as the security allowed it. They still live in Russia under security protection uh, because Russian nationalists will assassinate them or whatever, or they've moved out of Russia into some. Uh, I, the last I heard that apparently been sent into. Uh, exile somewhere in the west to live anonymously kind of thing. But uh, Russia does not. Israel absolutely does not. What Israel does is they don't go after the relatives. They go after the house of a suicide bomber. So if you've been engaged in a suicide bombing, they'll come and destroy your house. And they do not go after families.
0: Sankhadeep Ghosh, Abhijit Ji, how much of a threat is a new Chinese hypersonic vehicle to India? Do we have any counter of our own in hypersonic weapon system?
1: You know, this hypersonic vehicle that China has, uh, I'm yet to understand the military significance of it. Because what they did with that hypersonic vehicle could have just as easily be done with a long range ballistic missile. Okay, so there's nothing so booha about the hypersonic vehicle. Mind you, it missed its target by a few dozen kilometers. Right, so it's one thing demonstrating technological prowess of being able to do something. But for it to convert into something that is militarily utile is very different. It's like Concorde. Concorde was a great, uh, the Concorde and the TU-144, Tupelov, they were great technological miracles. But why uh, everybody thought that within 10, 15 years of them coming, supersonic was the way to go. Today, even after, what, uh, 50 years of the Concorde first making its flight, uh, supersonic, there is no commercial supersonic left anymore.
0: Apoorva Sharma, are we Hindus born C++ or are raised to be one or both? YouTube not allowing it to write expletives. I have no idea what the question is. I don't know what the question is either. Sorry, it's beyond us. Um, Sankhadeep Ghosh again, AMG, was yesterday's game result affected by any betting factor? This is cricket.
1: Like, Like I said, it's cricket. I don't know. I can only talk politics, not cricket. The only thing you... I know about cricket is it's a game for monkeys, by monkeys, and the Indian team definitely are a bunch of baboons.
0: <laughs> oh, many will disagree with you on that, but it's okay. Next question, please. Mandar Karnik, the wokeism in India has what backing? Is this only confused brown side posturing?
1: Of course, it's confused brown sahib posturing. It's what we normally do, cut, copy, paste. Whatever we see happening in America, we also have to do it so that we get invited to their conferences and things like that, right? Uh, Put everything in a context that the white man finds it easy to understand. That's what we do. Well, that's what certain brown sahibs do. It's not that these brown sahibs are confused. They actually understand what they're doing. It's their chelas and acolytes who don't know what the hell is going on.
0: Next question from Srinivasan Ramachandran. Is Indic political wing even remotely possible?
1: Yes, it is. Uh, The
0: question is, as long
1: as Hindus don't see it as that, it's impossible. Because tell me what Hindu will vote for being a Hindu, the way Modi won was to manipulate caste politics.
0: Uh, You just went mute. Can you say something now? Not yet. I still can't hear you. Nope. You are muted. Nope. We're trying to see if we can fix that. He's going to log back in. We just went mute. It is possible that he might be in a low power mode, but he's back. Say something, boss.
1: No, no, somebody, I got a call on WhatsApp. That's why it tends to cut oh, off and I then, see. yeah. Whatever. I see, I see. Okay, so, great, yeah.
0: great. Yeah, yeah. You're finishing that question, answering the question. is Yeah, so,
1: so, you know, there is, and I guess that is why Modi is trying to prevent the creation of a strong Hindu, as opposed to a caste Hindu, because the moment you have a Hindu uh, renaissance, The BJP in its current form is finished because it's not pro-Hindu at all in that sense, right? So uh, that's why you're not, the biggest barrier to an Indic political wing is uh, the BJP. Surprise, surprise.
0: Um, Next question. Dave M. Was Ashoka's Buddhism the woke apocalypse of India?
1: Woke apocalypse.
0: Uh, Yes, it was. Uh, I think in the last
1: few uh, sessions of P. gurus I've gone into the exact details of it. But yes, it was basically an idiot who was blinky-eyed and thought he had chanced upon something new. But to be fair to Ashoka, Ashoka came up with all of this in his own head. He wasn't a copycat who copied it from somebody else. He was the world's first socialist. And he also... He, he, in fact, Marx, Che Guevara, all of them have to learn
0: from Ashoka, not the other way around. Some of the stuff that is about Ashoka that is not uh, well known are the things like he came out with the uh, written version of uh, Sanskrit, uh, which is till then it was something else, but he came up with the Brahmi script and the Brahmi script is the foundation based on which you have all the modern languages. And He also realized that uh, (coughs) for areas west of what I would call as Iran. They needed uh, something that started from right and moved left. And he came up with what is called as Karoshti. And this is also people don't know. But Karoshti is what is the basis for Arabic, for I think Persian and also Hebrew, if I remember correctly. So he he was the one who, you know, laid the no, foundation. That's that's not accurate. Yes, he did. Because yes, he did. no, 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 no,
1: no. Uh, he may have come up with Karoshti, but it has no relation to Arabic and Persian, uh, because uh, no, that's the so earliest so you see of the right right script, left, right? No, 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 no. Uh, the earliest you see of the Arabic script is in fact in late Persian, and late Persian has a direct link to cuneiform, uh, and uh, it comes from that entire. Uh, the official language used to be official written language was cuneiform, but the unofficial was taken from the Phoenician. This thing, which is much, much older. So you look Uh, at Proto-Arabic, Proto-Arabic is well before, uh, 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 as in that left-to-right writing with that kind of cursive script, it predates Ashoka quite significantly.
0: Okay. That's fine. I was quoting from a book. Maybe the book is not right. Let's, Let's go on to the next question. Ethan wants to know, what is the future of Bihar? Can Bihar regain its past glory? Why is central government... Not paying enough attention to Bihar.
1: Well, the future of Bihar is the future of India. Every great empire to come out of India came out of Bihar, right? Everything that was Indian initially, India is technically the product of Bihar. The problem with Bihar right now is that after the British destroyed it, building a culture takes a very, very long time. Now, why doesn't the central government pay attention to Bihar? Why doesn't the central government pay attention to anything technically? Right. So Bihar will grow if India grows. That's simple. There's nothing to be done specifically with Bihar that Bihar can be the engine of growth. But if the rest of India grows, then Bihar grows.
0: Um, Viewers, I think at this point I'd like to call this program to an end. We will pick up with this question that Aditya has from the next episode because we are 90 minutes into this program. Abhijit, thank you so much for joining us and we'll be back again next Monday. Same time, same theme. Namaskar.
1: May the blessings of the Holy Virgin Mary be upon all your viewers. In nomine Patris Filii, Spiritus Sancti absolvote.
0: I don't know what that is,
1: but In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, I absolve all of you sinners of your sins. Okay. Thank you so much, Abhijit. Talk to you soon.